most people push a lot, or push too much air over the vocal folds, and they end up straining the throat. And the throat becomes narrow. So you mentioned the feeling of when you drink coffee, the feeling of narrowness in the throat. So that's a, a somatic sensation that if we get perhaps nervous before we speak so by by warming the voice up and using the correct muscles to do that is going to keep the larynx and the throat really nice and open and relaxed now to feel the resonance which is basically the vocal folds moving together they're connecting together very quickly and that's causing the vibration or the phonation if you like we're going to change that sh into a j so we're going to go from a sh to a Jimmy Cannon, thank you so much for joining us on the Unnoticed Show to talk about voice and how we can get heard, literally. Jimmy, welcome. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm okay, but I don't sound as good as you. So I'd like to know, (laughs) Jimmy to Jimmy, I'd like you to tell us about voice because you're both qualified in voice, but also you help as a voice coach, business owners, musicians, and you're a trained uh, saxophonist. So tell us about how voice can get people noticed and what they can do to improve that. Oh, well, thank you for asking. Okay, the first thing is something that I've I always notice with my people I'm speaking to and my clients is obviously the sound of their voice and how they're engaging and perhaps the difference between, can I take it off piece slightly? And what I've noticed about, we had a chat in the virtual green room earlier on and the difference between your voice and then and your voice now is quite con- considerable. And it's for me, it's fascinating because be- before you started speaking, we were chatting about various things and really interesting. And what I noticed is that your energy was a very different type of energy to where it is now. So for instance, when you started introducing me and introducing the, uh, the podcast, etc., your energy was, was higher, your pitch range was more expanded, much more dynamic. You started using in, into what's called your head voice, and you were much more aware of how you sounded. So I'd like to ask you, were you are you aware of that difference when you start speaking, in, in, when the red light comes on, for instance? I put my radio voice on, Jimmy, and sometimes <laughs> I think, and I have to say that I sometimes listen to the pre-record and the post-record, and I go, well, actually, why do I not sound the same before and afterwards? And what am I trying to project when somehow I go, hi, and welcome to the unnoticed show. And that's one of the reasons I was interested in having a conversation with you because we all do it. We have a kind of an on-air and off-air voice. And we, how do we, if you like, be authentic and relevant in both circumstances? So I am aware of that. And thanks for embarrassing me slightly with (laughs) <laughs> no, not at all. No, I like both. I like to have a normal, general conversation. But I think there's, it really depends. Excuse me, I've got beeping going on. There's, it really depends on the circumstance and the environment. So if you're pitching, you've got to sell the product, you've got to create some energy, you've got to engage with the audience. If you're on stage, you might be speaking to 500, 600 people, you haven't got a lot of time to engage with them. And it's your voice is your core instrument, if you like, to to engage instantly with that, with the audience. Now, whatever audience that might be, I think there's got to be an element of performance when you're selling, when you're pitching or you're presenting. You've got to, you've got to find, you've got to find some variety of, of dynamics, of pitch, of, of tone of voice to express yourself and also to communicate your message whatever that message might be. So there's got to be an element. I can't possibly, as a singer, I couldn't possibly 
or saxophone player, I couldn't possibly go on stage and just play like I'm playing at home, like I'm practicing noodling. So noodling, you could say, is a sort of your conversational area of things. And when, I, when as soon as we go on stage, there's a responsibility, there's a prerequisite in a way that you have to communicate with the audience. They all, the audience, there's an expectation that your audience need and require. So how does one then, if you like, get prepared for those? Because as you say, we have our kind of offline voice and maybe have our voice for talking to our children or to our colleagues or our business partners. And then as you say, if it's a pitch, it's a different different situation. Jimmy, how do you help people to prepare for that? Okay. So the first thing, well, preparing for, if we're specifically looking at preparation, the first thing to do is to warm up the voice. So we need to get the gears in motion, get the oil moving around the engine. So there's a lot of warm up exercises that I, we, we can go through. And I'm happy to share a couple with you right now. Yes, I think so. Because I always try before I get on. And I found, for example, if I drink tea before a show, I have a lot of, a lot of moisture in the chest. So now I'm just trying yep. to drink water. If I drink coffee, it makes me a bit tight. So that Yeah, too. And I love coffee. Yeah, I love coffee. And the milk, dairy is terrible. So coffee is, caffeine is terrible. Dairy is terrible. Whiskey is even worse. Especially if mixed before your morning. Yeah, show, yeah, right? Thank God. Exactly. It may loosen you exactly. up, but you forget what you're saying. So let's, Jimmy, let's do that. Let's think about as a, it as a preparation, what should one do or could one do before, I guess, a Zoom call, for example, or a pitch? Yeah. Okay. There's a couple of things to do. And let me give you a couple of techniques or exercises that you can do. Water, absolutely. Hydration is key. So you've got to keep the vocal folds hydrated. Well done. And the other thing you can, you want to do is you want to activate the vocal folds. So the vocal folds are very small. They're just under about two centimeters in length and they're in your throat, in your larynx. And if you're listening, you'll be able to feel them if you, and we could do this now, actually, if you make a, if you make a, a sh sound. So imagine you're shushing your, a cat has walked into your office there, Jim. And you need to shush it away. So you need to go, shh, just do that for me. Put two fingers just above your Adam's apple, where exactly where you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, perfect. So just get a nice long shh. Like a seam train. That's it. That's it. Yeah, perfect. So just get a nice long shh. That's it. Now, to feel the resonance, what we call the resonance, which is basically the vocal folds moving together they're connecting together very quickly and that's causing the vibration or the phonation if you like we're going to change that sh into a j so we're going to go from a sh to a just try that for me yeah how does that feel can you feel the resonance a lot different yeah yeah so this is one way this isn't necessarily a way to warm up but it's just to get just to feel what's happening because most people push a lot push too much air over the vocal folds and they end up straining the throat and the throat becomes narrow. So you mentioned the feeling of when you drink coffee, the feeling of narrowness in, in, in the throat. So that's a, a somatic sensation that we, we, uh, if we get perhaps nervous before we speak. So by, by warming the voice up and using the correct muscles to do that is going to keep the larynx and the throat really nice and open and relax. So this is really important to let that air go. So let me give you a couple of exercises where it might take a couple of days to get to practice, but here we go. So this, the first one is called a lip trill. Okay. So okay. this is brilliant. It just takes the energy away from the throat and I'll do it for you now. What you need to do, 
is you need to put your lips together and go and, and make a sound like a horse. So like that. Okay, I was going to go, right. nah. You got it. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can't laugh, by the way, when you're doing this. It doesn't work. <laughs> do, I have, do I get the part as the pantomime horse? That's the question. Yes, you do. The back end. Of the, play, <laughs> the yeah. back end. That's my reaction <laughs> That's to that, it. Jimmy. <laughs> Excellent. Jimmy, you didn't tell me it was going to be fun. Oh, yeah, the podcast should not be fun, for sure. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go from there. We're going to go from there. We're going to start just exactly the same, making a, a resonant, making a phonate. So we're going to go, yeah, feel that if you want to. So the idea is that we keep that going, but we make a sound. So we just do this. Give that a go. Wow. Okay, this may be more fun than you're expecting here. <laughs> 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 yeah that's great i lose really a bit good. at the bottom though you're much better that's great. than i am i've been doing it a while and i did pr have practiced it for quite a few times before i started started doing it so okay it's that it takes a, it will take a couple of days so you've done very yeah. well actually very oh, good thank you very good that's very good the the other thing if you can't do that is what's called a tongue trill so instead of a lip trill now just going back the idea with that is that it's just you could you're all up you go all the way up to the top of your vocal range and then down again so let me just demonstrate you start low oh by the way it can help you could try this actually if you've got if you've got one hand free is to put two fingers underneath your cheekbones near the near the near your lips and just raise the cheekbones slightly and that okay. tightens up the lips try that okay now look a bit like the joker without the makeup <laughs> that's it unfortunately your sound's cutting out a little bit which is probably uh the noise cancellation on your Zoom. But never mind, I, I can I get it back. How does that feel for you? Yeah, good. No, I can feel the range and my whole face is starting to vibrate. It feels like a facial massage, yeah, actually. That's it. That's great. That's good. Talking about massage, one way of really, just really getting, loosening up the jaw and loosening up the the frigatives and around the area here as well. If we just take your, your fists and you go into the bottom of the cheekbone, and give that a nice massage there just to free up the, oh, yeah. the mouth. Oh, yeah. Are we just rubbing our faces here? Faces. We're not rubbing each other's faces, just rubbing <laughs> our own faces, obviously. <laughs> That's right. But this Zoom is a virtual thing. Yeah. We're, <laughs> not we're not haptic wearing suits just yet. <laughs> <laughs> One day, I'll, Jimmy, I'll be able to rub That's your it. face for you, but in the short term, <laughs> we'll have to do. But he has a one Jimmy has a wonderful full face beard for those of you that are listening. And I do. It's, it's difficult, actually, because I can't very easily demonstrate when I have to turn sideways when I talk, talk about the throat. So there, there we are. <laughs> the thing about what you want to do, the great thing about these, is let's talk seriously now. The thing, the thing about these lip trills, tongue trills, etc., uh, tongue trill, incidentally, is just is when you make a make a sound like this. So you're putting the middle of your tongue to the roof of your mouth, the hot, the, the soft palate. So give that a go. Yeah, that's okay. great. Well done. I don't know whether I was cancelled by Zoom again, then, but you, a little bit. Yeah, it's okay. That's all right. So that was I could hear that was very good. So you you might find that the tongue trill is more effective for you rather than okay. the lip trill, but either of these are really great because they take the energy, they place the energy more forward rather than into the throat. So they take away the, the, the energy from the larynx here. So it's a great way to warm up. And I do it every time I go on, to, on stage, wings. And it's, it's tricky because obviously if you've got other people around you, they're going to wonder what you're doing when you're going... Yeah. So that might be a bit of a they challenge. They may be wondering if, especially if they're sharing the pantomime horse with you, they may be worried uh, what's going on. <laughs> now, Jimmy, let's just talk about, about not just horses, but breathing. 
because that's the other big part of it, isn't it? Warming up is one, yes. but I know that a lot of singers and so on all talk about breath. So where do we go with that? Bre breathing is absolutely key. And I pretty much every first session that I do with a client or training is spent on breathing. So we, we, I always have to cover it. There's never a session where I don't talk about or cover breathing. So it's really essential. And it is essential because none of us breathe correctly. And as soon as we get to about six months of age, our body starts habitually changing the way we breathe. And if you notice a baby, as if we can, if you and I can remember that that time, yeah, Jim, I remember when, the children when, being babies. I, mine's a little bit more distant. <laughs> I remember, I remember the daughters. Yeah, if you remember when your daughters were lying as babies, lying on their tummy, and you could see their lower yeah. back raise as they're taking a breath in. So you might have heard that phrase, and 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 in in the UK we hear it a lot. There's always somebody when you get into a lift, and and it's a crowded lift. You'll hear somebody, oh, breathe in. But actually, what you want to do is the opposite. So by, if you breathe in, you're expanding the lungs. You're taking breath in. Mm. And I, I know that sounds really obvious, but when you really think about it, we're, we're not really breathing correctly. So think about when you're taking a breath in, your belly is coming out, your diaphragm is dropping and actually relaxing. So when, And then when you, take a, when you exhale or the breath comes out, your, the diaphragm is contracting and pushing the air up through your lungs. So that, if firstly, it's about thinking about how much air you need for each phrase and really controlling the amount of breath that, that you're taking in and then controlling the out-breath. And it's the controlling the out-breath that is going to allow you to find or control where that breath goes and what areas of body it resonates within. So by resonating different areas of the body, there are seven areas of resonators in the body. And by finding those areas, you can find different ways to create different tone and different emotions when you speak. So if I wanted to, I'm going to use my microphone now. That makes a, makes a big difference, as you can hear. But you started, when you started with this kind of head voice, this mixed voice between your chest voice and your head voice there, and you mix, there's a mix there, and it's a different sound. And you can... If I go back and I, I want to I want to project my sound, I want to speak to most of the room. And I want to start using, it's a little bit of a cliche, hopefully I'm not uh, overriding the channel here, not distorting. But you can see the difference in finding that different tone. And I think, and I strongly believe that the change of dynamics, pitch and tone in the voice can give you that, can give you that change of engage that like, give you that engagement when you're speaking give you that variety that you need to keep people engaged so it really sounds as though a it's a very complex area that we probably have taken for granted i know i feel as though i speak sometimes the top of my throat and struggle with how you get the the sound to come out of the lower part yeah so how do you get people to you get them to just to focus on breathing out then jimmy from a practical point of view before they're going to be speaking I wouldn't say before. Yeah, my, my sessions are not purely just for, for just before speaking. But if you're, yeah, there's the whole, it's the whole gambit really of the whole, but I, I get what you mean. For instance, if I was working with you, Jim, then I, I would agree with you that it's not a drastic thing. Don't panic. I'm going to quit. You, you, I'm going to quit podcasting. I hate my voice. <laughs> but look, the, the, here's the thing. It's about your perception, isn't it? It's about your self-observation about, and people come to me and they say, I, I had a, I had a chap. I had a chap come to me. We all do discovery calls. We're, we're all a business, aren't we? So I had a chap come to me 
a couple of days ago from the States, and he had the most incredibly amazing sounding voice. And he, hi, yeah, hi, Jimmy. Oh, it's Jimmy yeah. Cannon. Hi, yeah, great. Listen, I really want to improve my voice. And uh, <laughs> so are you sure? Because you sound great. And actually, I, 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 my my business coach, would I, I told him about this, and he, he slapped his head and said, Jimmy, he wanted your help. Why didn't you? And I said, I don't think I could have helped him. But it, it's all about your perception. Now, you've already said to me that you're, you feel, well, just explain to me again. You were talking about the high in your throat. Yeah, that's right. I think that yeah. somehow I end up speaking much too much through the nose. I feel as though that's how I sound, that it doesn't come from the chest or even from the stomach. Yeah. It comes from much more from the head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it, and you're, it, 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 what's interesting is that you feel like it's coming from your nose. But actually, it is coming from your nose a little bit. You're resonating with what's called from the mask area, which is in the nasal passages. And it, it feels like that. And in, in, in a way, it is resonating. The actual phonation is coming from the throat but you can make it feel the tone of it can be felt in that area. And it can also be, if you're not breathing correctly, if you're not, if you're not using the air correctly and you're not allowing your larynx to be nice and relaxed, then you will, your, your throat, your, your vocal tract will be more narrow. So you, I would say that we could widen your vocal tract a little bit more and again, access a bit more phonation within that area and also relax the jaw a little bit more access into your, your oral cavity and use your abdominal muscles to create more subglottal pressure without getting too technical but basically open up those areas of resonance so being able to breathe correctly and be able to control that breath on the exhale is going to allow you to access those areas so that would and and that I could change that you know probably now for you Wow. Okay. We've only got a 20 minute show, so maybe we can do it. <laughs> we'll talk afterwards. We? Yeah. No, I'd love to do this. What yeah. would be fun is we do this offline and then we can come back and trial uh, it for another show. But Jimmy, do you have a sort of a one, one thing you say to people, oh, if you just do this, that'll help. Do you have anything like that that you recommend to people? Well, for you, because it's easy for me to, to see what you're doing. What I would do is I would concentrate on the inhale. And this is not a quick fix, but I would think about how much breath you're taking in because I don't feel that you're taking enough breath in when you're speaking. So if we just quickly put your hand on your belly and take a breath in very slowly through your nose at eight seconds. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Yeah, hold your nose or through your nose, sorry. Five, six, seven. No, I don't hold your nose. <laughs> I've lost track. I'm holding my nose and trying to yeah, breathe. Because I thought it looked like you were holding minutes. your nose. <laughs> I think I'll start again. If, if you hear me passing out, it's because the <laughs> instructions. I'm breathing in through my yeah. nose, but holding my nose. And my yeah, face don't is hold your nose. Red. No, definitely don't hold your nose. So hand, one hand on the belly and think yep. about the belly coming out and relaxing as you're taking a breath in. Okay. And don't hold your nose, but think about breathing through. Definitely breathe through okay. your nose in. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And let it out for me. Let it out when you were doing yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it, do it. Yeah, do it. Do it on your own because it's quite difficult to do it together. Okay, I'm going to do this one time, and then we're out of time. Here we Ready? go. I'm going to breathe in. I have to say about four. I stopped. Go on. Take a breath in. That's it. Three, four, five. Yes, six. Yeah, and then let it out with a ah ah. So you should be able to quite easily and comfortably take in around about eight seconds of breath, and then let it out for it. So I would say that you're not utilizing the amount of breath that you could do when you're speaking. And that will give you more resonance and more, more of a dynamic range of your, into your voice. Jimmy Cannon, 
I could manage an inhale of four. So I'm only using 50%. So I can only do better with your help. Jimmy Cannon, if people want to find out more about you and your amazing insights into sound and also just to enjoy your company, how can they find you? JimmyCannon.com. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Unnoticed Show, Jimmy. Take a breath. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on The Unnoticed Show. I've been with Jimmy Cannon, saxophonist, voice coach, and professional voice expert here in the UK, and also to clients around the world, including the Americans. Thank you so much for joining me, Jimmy. My pleasure, Jim. Speak soon. Good. I'll look forward to it, hopefully with a better sounding voice.